Hi everybody, my name is Will. I'm so excited and really looking forward to sharing the Word of God with you today. So without further ado, let's get right into the Word. Today's scripture is coming out of Genesis chapter 39 verses 1 through 12. So open up your Bibles and let's get into it right now. Let's go. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed that and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so soon he made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly and his crop and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food he would eat. Now that goes to show you that maybe Potiphar, if we use our imagination, one, we know from the scripture, he loved food, and maybe he was a pretty big guy. So let's go back into it. But on the contrast, Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man, and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded, but Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. But she kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her, and he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. She came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. The title of my message today is Run Like Joseph. You know, I'm a firm believer that as we study the men and women of faith throughout Scripture, that we can learn from their mistakes, but we can also learn from their victories. Right now, we're going to learn how Joseph was able to maintain his purity and be faithful to God in the midst of temptation and come out victoriously. So right now, with that being said, let's go into point number one. Point number one is Joseph understood that his success in life was direct, the re direct result of God's blessing and his favor. I'm going to read that again. Joseph understood that his success in life was the direct result of God's favor. He knew where his blessing came from. Even during the time when he was sold into slavery by his brothers, he knew that he was blessed in the house of Potiphar. It wasn't because he was such a talented young guy and that he was smart. Yeah, he was handsome and he had God-given abilities, but that he knew his blessing and his favor came from God. As a matter of fact, in Genesis chapter 39, verse 2, we read, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the house of his Egyptian master. 
Joseph was able to succeed because of God. But I want to ask you a question today. Do you recognize where your blessings coming from? Or when you get blessed by God, when you finally get the promotion that you prayed for, when you finally get the child that you've been praying for for years, when your business that you've toiled and you painfully put in hours, 50, 60 hours a week and you toiled after begins to grow and you begin to be prosperous. Do you remember where your blessing came from or do you easily forget? You know, we see this throughout scripture. The Israelites, they left Egypt and they forgot about all the victorious and awesome things that God did when, they, when he was rescuing them from the hands of Pharaoh. But have you forgotten what God has done for you? Have you forgotten where your favor has come from? We need to remember God during these times and know that our blessings and our favor come from God. Let's go to the next point. The next point is that Joseph saw sin for what it really was. I want to read that one more time. Joseph saw sin for what it really was. Joseph said this in Genesis chapter 39, verse 9b. He says, how could I do such a thing? This is him talking to part of his wife. It would be a great sin against God. Joseph recognized that if he were to fall into an adulterous relationship with his master's wife, it would be a great sin against God who's been faithful to him. Do you see sin for what it really is? You know, sometimes we may think it's okay for me to tell a white lie. What's a white lie anyway, right? Or sometimes we may think it's okay for me just to look at a little bit of porn. Or sometimes we think it may be okay for me to go ahead and just tell off that person because they made me so angry. I'm going to tell them off just this, just this one time. We think it's okay. But you know what? We need to recognize sin for what it really is. Sin has consequences. And oftentimes the consequences can separate you from a great relationship. It separates you from blessings. And sin separates us from God. But thank God that we have Jesus. That when we do fall, we can go to Jesus. And we can tell Jesus, look, Jesus, I'm sorry. Help me. I did wicked against, wickedness against you. And Jesus hears. And he pulls us out of our sin. And he helps us to walk in faithfulness. So if you're struggling with sin today, you can take it to Jesus. But the first thing you need to do is recognize sin for what it really is. And it's wickedness. And it will separate you from God's best. Right now, I want to go into point number three. Joseph was loyal and faithful in the face of temptation. Genesis chapter 39, verse 8 to 9 says, it says this, but Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than, than I do. He's held nothing back from me except you because you are his wife. So first of all, Joseph was faithful to his employer. Yeah, he was a slave. He was locked up and, and it was wrong. The fact that he was locked up by his brother and he was in slavery, but he was still 
faithful not to sin against God. He was faithful to not commit adultery and he was faithful to maintaining his purity with God. So we need to be faithful and we need to be sure and, and we need to remain just in the face of temptation. And we need to face temptation by making an about face, as we call in the military, and running away. So I'm going to get more into that here shortly. But no, recognize, I'm going to wrap up these last three things. Recognize that your favor, your favor comes from God. Because if you recognize that your favor and your blessing comes from God, you're going to be less likely to fall into sin. Two, Joseph saw sin for what it really is. We need to recognize sin for what it really is. And then three, Joseph was loyal and faithful in the face of temptation. So right now I want to go into some key takeaways before I let you go today. Some things that are going to help you be like Joseph and walk in purity and be faithful in the face of temptation. Number one, learn to recognize temptation. You know, Joseph was able to recognize temptation because of his relationship with God. But you can also learn to recognize temptation not only through your relationship with God, but by sitting under the authority of his word. As we begin to sit under the authority of his word, we're able to recognize sin for what it really is and keep sin far away from us. You know, I want to give you a story. The story is about a golden eagle and a weasel. There was a beautiful golden eagle and golden eagles are one of the largest raptors in America. And they are able to fly at high heights and they're able to see their prey like weasels and rabbits up to three miles away. So there was a National Geographic uh, cameraman. He was exploring these beautiful birds and he saw this raptor come down and grab his prey a weasel. And then he grabbed his prey and then he flew right back up into the air at high heights. But then something went, something went wrong. Suddenly, this eagle began to fall and it fell and it fell and crashed to the ground. So as this photographer and cameraman went to see what happened, he explored, he saw a dead weasel and a dead bird and wondered what happened. And then what he saw was there was a puncture wound right in the chest near the heart of the bird. The bird had made a fatal mistake. In his quest to go ahead and eat something that looked like a great meal, he let that weasel get too close instead of keeping it away. And the weasel was able to pierce his heart and he died. Are you able to recognize sin and temptation for what it is and keep it away? Or do you grab it close, close to your heart? And what happens is the end result is the eagle. You end up facing death, separation from God, the lack of God's presence, the lack of blessing in your life because you let sin get too close. So what we need to do is keep sin far away, keep temptation far away and recognize it for what it really is. Let's go on to the second point. We must flee temptation and hate evil. I want to say that again. Flee temptation and hate evil. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 16 says, The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. So we need to flee temptation and we need to hate evil. 
Be like Joseph. Recognize sin for what it really is. And the other point is also avoid the trigger points, the things that cause you to sin. There are certain things that in situations that you, may cause you to sin. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're bored. Maybe you get, just had an argument with your wife or your spouse or, uh, or, or your friend. Sometimes being in those situations causes us to sin. So know what your trigger point is and avoid it so that you are able to flee temptation and you're able to hate evil. Number three, know that there is always, I'm going to read that again, know that there is always a way of escape, which each temptation that comes your way, God has made a way for you to escape. Now it's up to you to take that way, but you have a way to escape. As a matter of fact, it says it in his word. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So sometimes you will face, now God doesn't tempt you. Let me get that right. God they will never tempt you, but sometimes you will face temptation in order to strengthen your faith. But it's up to you to take the way out. So know that there is a way of escape. And my last point is this, and I'm getting ready to close. Joseph was blessed for his faithfulness. Joseph was blessed for his faithfulness. If we fast forward to the end of the story, we know that Joseph does end up going to prison because he's accused by Potiphar's wife of rape, of something he didn't even do, but he's blessed in the prison. Eventually, eventually he leaves prison. He becomes the second in charge of all of Egypt, only second to Pharaoh. God blesses Joseph not only with a, a, a great new position of authority, but he reunites him with his family. He meets a great girl. He gets married. And on top of that, he has awesome kids. So you can be blessed by being faithful to God because the wages of sin is death. But the gift that God has to give you, not only was he giving you eternal life, but he's giving you joy more abundantly when you follow him and you're faithful to him. So with that being said, I want to ask you today, what are you struggling with today? His temptation, does it seem too hard for you to bear? Are you struggling? But I want you to know that there is a way of escape. And there's also a father in heaven. And there's a son that sits on the throne. And his name is Jesus. And he died on the cross to give you an abundant life and to rescue and free you from your sin and give you a relationship with God. You can get through this. You have an advocate. Jesus, he's sitting on the throne. He's interceding for you. And he's going to help you to get through this. And you can get through this today. So right now, what we're going to do, we're going to go to God in prayer. So whatever you're struggling with, whatever temptation you're, you're, you're facing right now, whatever bondage that you've been attached to for years, God can set you free. So let's take it to him right now in prayer. Dear Jesus, 
we bring to you, Lord God, all these things that we're struggling with because we know that you can help us today, that you're here and you're a very present help in time of trouble. Dear Jesus, help us. Show us the way of escape. Help us to get close to you and to stay close to you and recognize sin for what it really is. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Now, right now, I want to pray for one more group of people today. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you want to have that relationship, know that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and all you do have to do today is accept him. Accept him and believe that he died for you and you can have a wonderful relationship with him. So on the count of three, I want you to, to go ahead and pray where you are. One, God loves you. Two, he's here for you today. Three, won't you let him in your heart? Let's pray. Pray after me. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Wherever you are, give the Lord a hand. God loves you. He's with you today. And right now we have more information for you to help you in your walk with God. And I'll see you next time. God bless you.